But sometimes there's a man. Sometimes there's a man. Wow. Lost my train of thought here. But, ah, hell. I done introduced him enough. This will not stand. This will not stand, this aggression against uh, Kuwait. Here on the range I belong, drifting along with the tumbling, This is Gutterballs, the Lebowski Deepcast. Oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of the film, The Big Lebowski. Stoner bowling movie, period piece, western. Providing insight. Spoiler alert, we're really right outside of Los Angeles. Commentary. They're genre hoppers. And conjecture. Did they have bowling in the Old West? That's one for the canon of the history of film. And now... Now you are being a bastard there on purpose. Okay. I just um, had to get my speed aligned to you guys. I started out fast and brought so. it up the town. Yeah, you brought it way down. So what episode is this, Brad? Are we on episode four? This is episode four. This We're is episode four. We made it to number four. Minute of the Big Lebowski. I'm going to be honest. We've made it twice as far as I thought we would. We're four episodes uh, in. I figured it would be two, and then, you know, yeah. it'd be a struggle to get to two, and then it'd be over. Maybe a couple years down the road, we'd look back and say, hey, maybe we should kick well, that back up again. Well, we can just put it again. on a yearly schedule if it becomes too much. Once a year. Once a year, if we analyze so, one minute. 118 years from now, it'll be complete. So I have a question about what we're doing here. I got answers. Probably not. Are we creating something that we yes. expect anyone else in the universe to ever listen to? I expect like four people to listen to... One to two episodes each. And are any of these people non-blood relatives to either you or I? All of them. I wouldn't expect any of my blood relatives to sit through this. Okay. They sit through it every day. I was going to say, it's just a Saturday night. Right. This is a fucking Tuesday. (laughs) Well, it's Saturday because you've had, you know, a few beers maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, introduce or the, the special edition. Who is that voice? Where's that coming from? What happened? Welcome, uh, Leslie. Special guest appearance by Leslie. Thank Say hi, you. Leslie. Hello. We are glad to have you here. I am excited to be here. Leslie is a whale specialist, and given the artwork on the check, we figured we needed a bona fide marine biologist to join us. <laughs> Yes, yes, and and an address futurist, if you will. 
So she has many, many talents that are apropos of this episode. So we start off much the same way we... You know, I'm, I'm looking at your face. I just got to turn it off. I got. I'm taking you off the big what? screen, man. I it's forgot you could see me. Right. I was just like, you know, feeling my much. horribly sunburned body parts here. I got too much <laughs> sun like, today, and there's just faces coming through. I was a combination of uh, doing a nice uh, tour of the central Pennsylvania region on my bicycle, as well as uh, I took the kids to the pool. So it was a one-two punch of sun today. Right. Lots of sun. Too much sun. You saw. I'm kind of sun. You saw mad. some. <laughs> Sun fever. There were, there were some cohorts that you saw moving at an extremely rapid pace. That, well, that was yesterday. Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. I did some catch up on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. No, that was I yesterday. Was yep. Two days behind. Yes. Um, but yes, but hard yes, to you go were, anywhere without seeing lots of people you know around here. It's a small, you were screeching small at me. The eyes were bugging out. the The face was like a madman. So I put Leslie on. It's much easier on the eyes. Well, if I need to I look at you, argue. I go down. I would below. never argue about that. You can actually do that. Yeah, you select who you want to look at. Big. We're on a ah. Google Plus Hangout here because we are that? in different parts of the house and the country. So, did you create this hangout? Like, who did you broadcast this hangout to? As far as I know, just the three of us. You Although created that's... like a circle with just us? Or you created it and like added our names or something, maybe? Yeah, I created it and added your names. Although that's an intriguing concept. Because you could, we could theoretically just... It could just put be it live. Out there. We Come can on have in. live. Come on in. Allow hundreds of people in here simultaneously to chat. Ones of people. <laughs> yes. That's it. We'll... Uh, We'll keep that as an option. We'll, it's on the table. We're thinking about it. This is going to keep we'll ha- growing. <laughs> We're up to three. It's nice. We start out, though. Let's start out. Let's start now. All right. Go. Beep. We're in the grocery store. We're back in Ralph's. Now, the dude is picking out some half and half. We talked about the banners, the weird uh, dairy machines. But now we get to another of my favorite moments where the dude is weighing the choices of half and half. And he actually opens one. Like, he goes beyond now. You, you assume they're all going to be within acceptable dates here. None of them are going to be expired. But you do your due diligence. You check them. You make sure they're not expired. He takes it a step further. He opens it. He sniffs it. He shoves his nose into the container. And this is when the stranger culminates his VO. A moment later, he's paying for the half and half, and he has a milk mustache. So we're led to believe that he has now consumed some of his half and half. Not only that, but he didn't hide the opened half and half, bless you, behind the others, and then get get a new one. I see it now. He's He's got a milk mustache, and... He has purchased the one. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but he's purchased the one that he opened. So he didn't go and hide that and then get a fresh one. He actually purchased the one that he opened. So there's a little bit of honor to the dude. 
That's what I take from that. Well, it's a he's little, an honorable man. Well, it's a you know he's he's been considered enough to think this is the one I plan to buy. I'm going to test it first because I don't want to get home and having to come back and return it. I will test it first. Chances are this is my half and half on the on the off chance that this is somehow inadequate. Well, then we'll have to change things around. So he you know he's put some thought into it. Considerate thought. Considerable, considerate thought. Yeah, there's volumes of it, and it's it's nice. Considerable, considerate thought. CCT. I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to waste any time. I just want to go right to it. I want to get to Do it. the interaction between the dude and the checkout girl. Who's working late at night, in theory, at the Ralphs in Venice, California. But did you talk about what would motivate him to smell it? Like, is this Ralphs? Do they sell bad milk? Usually, like Trader Joe's, you know, you can't go there for produce because it'll get moldy in a day. Well, maybe, maybe he's had a bad experience with dairy products. What, what could another option be? I don't know. Right. Maybe... Maybe growing up in in childhood, there was his parents gave him some bad bad half and half, like your turkey. Maybe he's just it was ultra picky. You know, it's like uh, he he loves his white Russians. Ultra he has picky to be about a connoisseur the quality of something. <laughs> Ralph, true, is the you place know, that Ralph sells the best. That's why he goes there. Well, he he makes a lot of compromises. He look at his out outfit, you know. Look at his wardrobe. Obviously, doesn't really give a shit too much about his out outfit. Um, he is a slacker, as we know from the stranger. Possibly the laziest man in Los Angeles County, which would place him high on the runner for laziest worldwide. So he makes a lot of compromises, but one thing the dude will not compromise on are the ingredients for his Caucasians. I got to give him credit for that, but maybe there's an economical reason that he's so careful in his choice of half and half. You know, I don't buy it, though. I don't buy that theory at all. Because but maybe he's, it's like he's giving what? the generic half and half. It's not like he's going for a land of lakes or a, a top shelf half and half. It's not organic or local. Right. But, but what he can if, just see um, through all that. He knows the best. Right? <laughs> Does he, Brad? Does he know he does. the best? I think he knows the best half and half, and he's not going to be brainwashed into thinking that some upscale brand or something with a picture of a specially treated pampered cow on the front is the best half and half. It's that simple. I was ridiculing you, but, you know, actually, I agree with you. He does. He would know the best half and half because... He drinks it every day. But maybe he's just so damn poor that he can't afford to have a spoiled thing a half and half because it might break the bank. Well, he would just bring it back. Theoretically. He would put, go onto his to-do list and maybe in a day or two he'd bring it back. But he's not to he save would. that hassle. In a day or two, he'd have finished it all because he's not going to spend the gas to go back to Ralph's to return it. He's just going to use it. He's like, well... 
It's kind of bad, but I'm mixing it with alcohol. So what's the worst that could happen? Sure. It'll sterilize. Well, again, him. all the more reason he knows himself. He know he can see that probable future. All the more reason he is going to check it in the store before he leaves. He's gonna he's gonna choose the best one. He's gonna check it and choose the best one. So yes. Okay. Do we want to talk about, now, we're still in the aisle here, the dairy aisle. And if you look in the distance, in the back, the far right, in the background, there are squares. They look like they could be stones or masonry of some kind. It's a decoration, yes. basically. It's a trim above the aisles. Yes. It it, well, it looks like artwork, but made to look... It's like squares, but they're made to look like there's somehow... There's like a shadow on them, like they're somehow, you know... Three-dimensional. Three-dimensional when they're really not. You believe they're 2D? I believe they're 2D. Yeah. If you rewind a little bit, you can see there's a section of wall that's closer to us, and you can tell that they're like wallpaper or something. I'm trying to find that, but I hit rewind and it goes in slow motion. Yeah, it's like right around the three. Oh, I see it. Three okay. mark. Yes, yes. I'm seeing it. I don't know. What if they are little styrofoam blocks and they have glued each one to the wall? I doubt it. Why do you I, doubt that? That's what that? they want you to believe. Because they're all uniform, you can see they all have that same shaded gray area in the lower right-hand corner. Oh, and there's many light sources, so they'd be casting different shadows. Right. I can get behind that. I mean, that. I would say just it looks in no way realistic. But why have these pretend 3D little mortar blocks as your quote-unquote artwork? Well, I don't know if they're, they're mortar blocks. I don't know what they are. I mean, they don't look like fake bricks really they're just Not white bricks, squares but... i mean i guess it's hard to tell really at this you know it's it's, it's in the background but uh, is it's it some to... weird design you know it's some 1991 kind of like weird treatment i would say is it to say look at us we're strong we have tradition we've been around a while we're the foundation of your grocery needs perhaps subconsciously that's what they're hoping to. Uh, I, what I mean to say is that's what they're hoping people will, you know, realize subconsciously. Well, and Ralph's is the first of Southern California. That's true. So they are the foundation of, of Southern California stores. markets. Yeah. Hmm. Is that why the dude shops there, or does he shop there because it's close to home? Probably because it's close to home. I noticed that there is a guy, it looks like a butler or something, on the half and half. Yes, we did talk about that a, a very briefly, but yeah. he's, he, yeah. He has, he's, he has uh, like the little like napkin towel thing over his arm. And what is this gentleman doing? Is he out for a night on the town? <clears throat> I, don't, I think it's saying that this is the best darn half and half you're going to get. Like, if you're a guy who has butler serving you half and half, <laughs> this is what you want to get. Right. This is or, the you know, brand butler. If you send your choose. butler out to buy your half and half, he's going to identify with that picture and buy it. Right. 
Right. It's exactly what they're going for. Huh. He's very well dressed, that gentleman on the half and half. <laughs> you know, extremely well dressed. In what context would a gentleman that well dressed be drinking half and half? Number one, coffee, possibly, after a fantastic meal. Number two, a white Russian. Are there any other instances where you would be drinking half and half as a well-dressed man? No. No, and the dude is well-dressed as well. In his own way, I suppose. (laughs) So sometimes there's a man, as we see the well-dressed man partaking in his excellent half and half the stranger concludes his vo and we don't hear or see the stranger again for quite some time now so he concludes with sometimes there's a man i lost my train of thought and then he's done for a long time sometimes there's a man brad this is one of your most favorite sayings and you you adapt it to your own uses i've noticed Maybe you don't. You're not even aware not of it. Even Maybe aware it's, of it. That's how. That's how much it's just ingrained into me. It's permeated your lexicon without your knowledge. Sometimes there's a film, you said not too <laughs> long ago. Did you not? I'll take. I have to take your word for it. Oh come on, you did. Sometimes there's a film. Was I talking about Inland Empire? You were not, and you were not talking about the room either. You were talking about, of course, I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was Vibrations. Vibrations. Yes. It was Vibrations. Yes. Well, after we're on Flabowski, we're going to go back over Vibrations. (laughs) I I can't wait. I can't wait for that experience. I'm sure it will. So, sometimes there's a man. Again, we're going back. You know, he's the man for this time and place. For his and, time and place, and right? His time. What? We have the Gulf War. So here's the so here's the interesting thing. I mean, do we want to get into some dates now? Because the way this date correlates to the Gulf War is is interesting to me. But we don't know how how we know what date it is yet. What date are you talking about? I'm talking about September 11th, 1991. That's the date he writes. That's on the, the day he writes on the check. Presumably, that's the day um, this happened. Unless, unless he's post dating, that's the day this happens. Yes. Then. Now, at first, I was like, "Well, okay." First, that's freaky. Yes, it's, a, it's a little freaky. I'm sorry. That's just downright freaky. It is freaky. Ten years to the day. To the day. He even writes eleven. Now, it could be a coincidence. So, first, I was like, well, maybe, you know, so there's a clip of George H.W. at the age saying this aggression will not stand. This aggression against Kuwait will not stand. Right. Which comes into play later. This will not stand. This aggression against Kuwait. So. George H.W. Bush said that on August 5th, 1990. However, 
On September 11th, 1991, George Bush gave a rather famous address to Congress where he talked about um, his vision for a new world order. Those are the words he used? Yes. In which, you know, all the different... uh, he didn't use the word civil, like credible, credible nations, law-abided nations will be able to come together and impose the rule of law on these rogue states. You know, talking about what happened with the Gulf War, more or less saying, like, you know, we're going to enter this new world order of, of, of peace and rule of law, not, you know, crazy tyrants. Because he didn't say this then, but again, the idea is this kind of aggression would not stand so he would be He's, in the news talking about this stuff, right? I mean, they could be playing an old archival clip on September 11th. Right. But you're saying that this this date, September 11th, 1991, is when he talked about the New World yes. Order Yes, well, business. he used the phrase New World Order also when he announced uh, the, the Gulf War and said that was starting. That, that was in... Um, that was in like the late nineties, late nineteen ninety, September maybe. You talking about the late eighties? You mean no, the late ninety, the, the the year nineteen ninety, toward the end of that year. That would be the early nineties. I meant the late part of the year nineteen ninety. Got you. Now I understand up, your vernacular. A, no, a, I get it. It was now. a screwed up phraseology. It was. I'm Ooh. I'm mixing that phraseology it was into an my own now. Imprecise thing. It. But gotcha. The uh, yes. So anyway, I do sort of remember this new world order business. Yeah, well, and even at the time, thinking kind of off, have latched onto it. Right? They still talk about the new world order. Conspiracy theorists talk a lot about, um, yeah, you know, George W. Bush or George H. W. Bush is really big into kicking off this whole like, oh yeah, the, the Illuminati H. and the Mas- Masons are taking over, and there's this new world order and. That like Not the you Masons. know pyramid in the back of the dollar bill means something, but uh, you know I remember at the time of the September 11th attacks. Now we're in September 11, 2001. Hearing that you know that date may have been chosen based on that speech. Now I hmm. tried to look that up. Before this podcast, and I couldn't really find anything but crazy conspiracy theorists talking about it. I felt like, you know, a more credible commentator was uh, was positing this back at the time, and that may be the case. But um, apparently, at the same time, the first World Trade Center bomber was being sentenced actually on September 11, two thousand one. So that's probably more likely why they picked that date. But it's possible that. September 11th may have been a conscious choice, not just a random number, a random date that happens to have one 365th chance of sharing, you know, one of the right. most infamous dates in in our history, in American history. It could be, maybe it was literally because of that speech. And if we are going to say it, so we started talking last episode about how is there some connection between George H.W. Bush and the dude, and the dude cause he said, right. cause the stranger says, well, you know, this is the beginning of the conflict with Iraq and there's a dude right. and there's a guy who's the right guy. Not for the a time hero. Place, not a hero. You know, so Just, what does that mean? Right. So somehow he's right for this time. Hmm. So if they're already thinking that way, they could have, you know, it, again, 
I always am very hesitant to read too much in this stuff. But again, the the date co- could have been chosen specifically. I can't speak to terrorist plots, obviously, because I don't know why they would choose that date. But you would think the Coens in 1998, and they are playing the clip of H.W. talking about the aggression, would have chosen that date on purpose. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. Now, they could have chosen August 5th, 1990. That, I mean, that's when he actually, that clip of him, uh, George H.W. Bush, is actually from August 5th, 1990. Right. Now, it could be a mistake. Their researcher was like, oh, yeah, the George, uh, September 11th, 1991, he made the big thing about the aggression. Because, you know, in essence, that's what the New World Order was about. The concept of this aggression will not stand. Or, you know, maybe there is no clip. Maybe they originally wanted to put, maybe in the original screenplay, they mentioned having a clip of George W. Bush talking about the New World Order, but it didn't work. It didn't fit. It wasn't concise enough. And they put that clip in instead. I don't know. Well, and here's, here's something to think about, too. So we have this... We're basing this all off the, the handwritten date that he puts on the check to pay for his 69-cent half-and-half. He's writing a check to pay for 69 cent half yeah. and half. So, so what's the significance? You wouldn't buy a 69 cent half and half. You'd think you'd look in your car underneath Larry Sellers' homework and you have 69 cents. But no, the dude's writing a check. But this this whole tangent that we've gotten off on is based on this handwritten date, September 11th, 1991. Now, the Coens wrote this movie, Joel and Ethan. They write their movies. They didn't write into their screenplay. I haven't researched this, but I'll guarantee you they didn't write into their screenplay. He looks down at his checkbook and writes the date, September 11th, 1991. So it's not them. It's not the writers. It's not the directors. So we're down a level now. Production designer or art director. Maybe. But more likely, if you look at this checkbook, um, they had to make this checkbook the art department created this checkbook it's obviously not a real checkbook because it's got his name the address on it he's making it out to whatever it's got the scribbles up there on the top and they did some work there making it look like he's used different pens and tried to get them to write he's got a half legible phone number in the upper right corner a marker for god's sakes he like filled it out with a marker one time but And some of the checks are ripped out, and they even have the little piece of paper there. So maybe it's purely coincidence, and that some production assistant was like, "Oh, you gotta half fill in this check that uh, Jeff Bridges' handstand in is gonna write over and over twenty six times while he fills in the sixty nine cents." Because they probably didn't have Jeff Bridges do that. It's probably some other person three months later maybe it's just a rant it could just be a random date that some pa filled in well what we need to do is comb through this movie again minute by minute like we're doing and i wonder if there's any other references to dates i mean is it some kind of continuity issue you know there's calendars 
on walls or mm-hmm. you know it lists the to date the date and like the back of the bowling alley or on the scorecard right and they had to pick a date maybe you know it's like right. it becomes a continuity right. issue perhaps hmm. of some kind um, well so this film was released in march of 98 correct is it possible they were filming in september of 97 no this that's the thing this was released well Yes, they didn't no, even, that is possible. Yes, that's they, possible. They didn't even know that September 11th, 2001 was going to happen. Well, right, no. That's a little tight, though, to be releasing in March and still be f- filming in September. That's kind of tight. It could happen, but it's kind of tight. I have to say, all right, here's where I'm taking, I think, my typical, the opposite of my typical stance, is the fact that they show H.W., and in that same scene... Boom. Boom. It says September 11th. That that's it's got to be on purpose. It's connected. I, I have to... Th- I, I don't know. I really... You're like a detective, Brad. I think you're like that. a detective. I think that. There's no such thing as a coincidence is what you're saying. Right. And so, you know, it, so I'm going to have to... You know, we, we were wondering last week about... Or last episode, whatever. I don't know. Maybe that was a month ago. I can't really tell, but... <laughs> it, it was about, you know, how... Did, last time. Last, last time, time. Yeah, last time. You know how, uh, you know how is the dude like George Bush, George H. W. Bush, and they're clearly making that connection. So, you know, again, I'm not a hundred percent clear on that connection either. If they are or not, but well, maybe maybe he's a whale. Maybe I I think you know the idea is the dude. So I think you know what happens. All right, the. They they piss on his rug. Is that like the invasion of Kuwait? Is Walter like the guy? I don't know. He's a hawk. He's a hawk, right? Exactly. Yeah, one of those commandos, right? Yeah, you know, he's like the you know Department of Defense, right? Chairman, like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. The dude is more even keel, but he ultimately gets taken in by these people to some degree. You know, he's forced right, he's, into this warlike adversarial stance. He's a tumbleweed, damn it. He's a tumbleweed. Exactly. So, I mean, is is that part of HW? I mean, is that is it, so is it is he the man for the time and place simply because he goes along and he goes along with the new world order willingly? He's not going to he's not going to like put up too much of a fight against it. Right. He's not going to be too pro or too con. He, he's just going to kind of be there. He's so easily duped into the new world order or is it a issue of you know, he's in somehow actually tricked into creating the new world order by Walter. By, or, you know, reactively aggressing. Or maybe it's what he wanted to do, but he didn't realize how it would all pan out. Yeah. So there's a whale on the check. A big whale. Giant whale. That's really cool check artwork. I have to say. It's cool check artwork, but you know what the check artwork is missing? The name of the bank? And... Well, his hand is over it. Well, let me... <laughs> yeah, it would be okay. in the lower left corner. Oh, I... well, it's covering oh, the uh, routing right, number then? Right at the last moment, his hand moves... Like, the last frame of that shot, you can see the word bank. His hand starts to move away. His left hand? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. notice If you play it, yeah, it's bank. You can see it for a split second. You, I, but you don't I, see, I don't what, even bank. see what bank, but uh, 
It is missing information in the upper right-hand corner, though. Right what? below the check number, there should be part of the routing number and, like, the last four of the uh, bank account number. Hmm. This was definitely a prop created by this movie. Right. Where? Wait, so, so Leslie, where well, you're saying on the upper right they should have those numbers? Yeah, where you have the check number. Oh, wait. Maybe, oh no, his finger's over him. They do have them there, so they did get it. Never mind. It's Where? right next to nothing. 91. You can see the tiny numbers. Nothing oh. Nothing slips by these people. Oh yeah, there they are. Well, the whale artwork, right, is interesting to me because it's really the most pathetic check artwork in a lot of ways. Like, it's just this white check, and then this whale. Like, there's no, like, blue tint to it, or like, oh, like, oh, it's underwater. It's just this whale. Like, it takes up this, like, maybe one-fifth of the check, and the rest is just, like, negative space. It's very bizarre it, to me. But it's he cool. He had to pay extra money for that, too. That's the thing, because he could have just got the blank white check. Well, right. the I'm green sure or so the that was an option, I'll, right? I'll share my experience with buying checks, which is the plain, cheapest check you get, like, basically for free, there is artwork on it. There is? Yes. And it's like really, I mean, I guess it's all in the eye of the beholder, but it's like really crummy artwork. What was the artwork you had? I don't know. Your... It was something like a cottage, some kind of Thomas Kincaid was... ripoff or something. But like, oh what gosh. I know is that like, so those were the Christine, freebies. my wife, is always like, oh, these checks are so ugly. Like, why did you get this? I'm like, well, that was just the free one. She's like, can you just get plain? I was like, no. Like, to, to get anything other than this was an upcharge. Even the plain ones were like an upcharge. These really? are the free ones. Yes. So this could be like their version. Like, they want to shame you into buying, <laughs> you know, like, up, upselling you. So it's like, oh, you want any money? Fine. Here's the crappy sperm whale check or whatever. That's kind terrible. Whale. Well, so what kind of whale is this? I, I'm pretty sure that's a blue whale. The I, largest, I wish it was a sperm whale. I wish it was, too. We could really say some things about that. Let's pretend it was a sperm whale and talk about the scene with he and Julianne Moore. Then we'd have something to say about that. Right, being the sperm donor. But it's not a sperm whale. That is, I'm almost positive... And the marine biologist can back me up on this, but that is a blue whale. It is a blue whale. But going back to what Brad was saying earlier about the dude being this um, man of peace, the sperm whale, and if you look up dreams, it sperm represents... Sperm or blue? Or blue, sorry. The blue whale represents... The blue balls whale. <laughs> represents peace <laughs> and harmony, if you dream about it. The dude is all about peace and harmony. All he ever wanted was his rug back. So right. that, I feel a certain connection there. And again, they had to, were pretty much in agreement, this checkbook is a prop. So they chose the whale. Somebody made that choice. And again, it's probably a couple levels down the food chain. It's not the director's, not the art designer, maybe the art designer, but, or art director, I mean, but somebody made that choice. I know. We'll have a whale on there because he's all about... Z There's a scene where he's doing little yoga poses and whatnot. He listens, doesn't he? He listens to the whale sound in the tub. Does... That's 
Right. Yes, he does. So there it is. Whales have become a theme. We have to be on the lookout for whales now throughout the whole film. Be on the lookout for whales. So he did intentionally choose that check, probably. Maybe he did. Maybe there were several freebie checks. Because I doubt he'd pay the upcharge. But maybe it's like you can have the Thomas Kincaid ripoff. You can have the blue whale. You can have a clown with a crazy face that might eat you while you sleep. Mm -hmm. And he chose the whale. Now, while this whale is not a sperm whale, and we wish it was a sperm whale... This well, it's some kind of. It does look. So I was just looked up the pictures to compare a blue whale versus sperm whale. Definitely looks like a blue whale, although it seems like some bizarrely elongated blue whale. And I it's think in this elongated. case, it, the blue whale, especially the elongated blue whale, looks much more like an, a sperm than the sperm whale. <laughs> I wish we could see its tail, but they probably covered the tail. Okay, you have to have your fingers covering the tail because if you. Don't cover the tail. It ruins the illusion that it looks like a sperm. Well, it, it doesn't look like a sperm whale because the sperm whale has a flat face. Yeah, not a sperm whale, a sperm. They wanted oh. to cover the tail. They wanted oh. to just human taper male off. sperm. Right. Okay. Spermatozoa. Sperm, spermatozoa. Okay. But you see its little little fin way way towards the back there. And I, I'm looking at pictures of blue whales now, too, and I'm pretty much convinced that's a blue whale. And you can see the lines underneath its chin on its lower jaw. Mm-hmm. That's so it can open it really wide and catch the uh, krill. I learned that from Finding Nemo. I take all my knowledge from other movies. So Krill. Krill, right? Yeah, krill. Little shrimps. Yeah. And the one was trying to... Well, that's, uh, oh, no. A whale. That's Southern Hemisphere now, business, right? Uh, well, that's where Finding Nemo took place, so I'm going to say yes. Hmm. <laughs> so his now, pen the, is blue. His pen... Well, that's the grocery store. So right, that's the Ralph's grocery store's pen. pen is blue. And it's a blue whale. It's a blue whale. Blue, blue. He's got his Ralph's Value Club card, Jeffrey Lebowski. On it, which I'm surprised he didn't say the dude Lebowski or something, because it's just a grocery store club card. He could have written a dude. They probably would have stamped it out on there. You'd think the dude would have just said the dude. Somehow he would have worked that into his Ralph's club card. The club card, though, in this date, it wasn't really just a bonus card. It was a check cashing card. So you would have to have your real name. That way you don't have to present your driver's license every time you write a check. Touche. Not just a marine biologist and a dress futurist Professional anymore. shopper. Wow. Yeah. Professional shop historian. <laughs> <laughs> There's one number we can see on the check very plainly, and it's almost deliberate, it looks like, and it's the account number. Mm-hmm. Which, of all things, they leave the account number. Now, it's a fake checkbook, but... You see the account number, and what is it? It's 8576, if you look at the last four or five numbers. August 5th, 1976. It looks like a date to me. August 5th, 1976. I'm going to look it up. Who, Who will get there first? The NBA merged with the... 
other was the ABA on August 5th, 1976. I was getting ready to celebrate my first birthday. ABA NBA merger. 1976. You actually, it's actually on that day? Yeah, August 5th, 1976. I'm consulting the indisputable Wikipedia, Wikipedia but mm. I don't see the date. I just see the year. I think it was that date. It's a few months before I was born. Uh, Shibdas Ghosh died on that date. Uh, we yeah. all know he was an Indian communist politician. I don't know if that date really does have any significance. <laughs> Holy oh, smokes. <laughs> Gadzooks. That's going to be my new, when I come in, I'm going to start off the pod. Gadzooks. I want to have like a little catchphrase. Like, shazam. Poop deck. That's it. No, that's yours. I can't steal that. I don't understand why he had to try out a marker on his checkbook. Yeah, marker, it's like sort of on or off. Right. It oh, either I have to works make sure this writes. Or no, he's confused. It was stoned out of his mind. I mean, what's with this crazy thick pen? I mean, those scribbles are very contrived looking to me. They're not very realistic. But I've been looking at them for like half an hour now. In the context of the movie, you see them for about two seconds. Right. That's so, but yeah, like, how's he going to. He's really going to sit there and like do that perfect spiral. And that spiral is so perfect. Like some PA was like, oh, yes, it's going to be the best spiral ever. All and the lines are perfectly concentric. Someone else They're is like, They're not all perfectly Dude. concentric. Well, that's part of the charm that's of it. part of the then. charm of it, yeah. Did it perfectly. No, you got to have somebody like some executive like higher up came by and was like, no, they're not all going to work. You got to have some that don't work. Okay, I'll use this stick. <laughs> I'll use the stick. I don't know. Maybe they took an actual distress check register. That's what I would have done. You know, it's like I think a lot of times things in real life like are weirder than anything you could actually make up. So it's easy Definitely. to look at it and say that's contrived. When really, like, the, no, that's completely real. That's compl That's actually someone's check register. Some stoner guy. They actually went to, like, a an actual, like, check register from 1991 that they knew some bowling stoner guy used and put and put it in there. That's what I think. And, and maybe they'd spend that much time on two seconds of the movie because maybe this hey, is they're gonna hang the salamis man <laughs> they're gonna go get the checkbook <laughs> but the salamis were already in the store they just had to fetch them from another aisle i don't know I, I see your point but 
I see your point, yeah. but I it's don't probably know. it could be it's probably an actual distressed check register. I mean, if someone's going to go through the trouble to create this, they're going to have to do some research. They're going to have to look at actual check registers, and then the, why not just use one, or at least use the best parts of several? It may be a composite, sure. It could be a composite. Probably a composite, and I would have liked to have seen some like pen marks that started out as nothing and then slowly worked into like ink. Exactly. You know, but they're all full ink or no ink. But you know how it is, like nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, there's some. You kind of work it down into a different place. But I don't see yeah, any of this that. This is something yeah. he does all the time. Wouldn't he have tried to test that pen? Which pen? The one he's using. Wouldn't they have shown him? That, oh, okay. Well, it's only like if it doesn't it. write, though. And and you know maybe those marks in there. They really only get in there if it's not writing after a long time. First, you just try. Nothing's try there. Try, 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 try. Then you really put your elbow into it, and it still doesn't show up. And that's when you leave those indentations in the paper that are there permanently. Right. Yeah, you're licking it. You're sucking on it maybe a little bit. You're doing stuff before you resort to that. Or maybe he was using a pen, and it started to run out of ink. Like, it was almost out. Tried to, like, get the juice going again. I like the just straight line. Top right corner of the top part of the checkbook there's just one straight line like he's just like back and forth back and forth back and forth he didn't even move it around anywhere else it's the blue all the way in the top right corner the upper top corner there that looks like weird little numbers to me does it and he like circled them so this is where we get into like resolution issues i think Really? It's like four yeah, numbers, yeah. four four-digit numbers, and then he like circled really? each one of them. Like It's like they were it printed is. on there, like little tiny typographical numbers. And he circled each one of them? He circled yeah, each group of four. Circled. So maybe the, like, the checker at that time was having to call the manager over and uh you know it's taken a long time like we were at shoppers or something and it's 20 minutes later so what else what the hell else are you gonna do he's stoned out of his mind so it's like i know i'll circle each one of these little numbers while i'm waiting well we didn't talk about the fact that one of those is a phone number one of those things he wrote there but it's above like the marker. deliberately it's deliberately unintelligible the last couple numbers i'd love to call it right now i think it's the first I think it's the second number. It's five something seven three three seven eight. I think it's five five seven three three seven eight. I think it's two five. Uh, that last one could be a six. Three three seven six. Hard to say. Best not to call. You know, that that's your stance. Best not that's <laughs> best, the best. Best not to call. I doubt it. I think best to call. Alright, dial them up. Yeah, well, let's get him on the show code. for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared now, though. You know how many times they've probably been called? Not too it's like many. Like when I called, I I asked for Jenny when I called eight six seven five three zero nine in State College, and they were just like, "You're an idiot. I hate you." Oh, you mean somebody's done that before? I'm not the first one to think of that. Okay. Well, call this number. It's probably an automated recording from, like, Walter Subcheck or something. Right. It's like, I'm just trying to get my rug back, you tell him. Or you say, coitus, and you win a million dollars. You'd have to do the area code 310. 
But who knows? Well, yeah, because yeah, if it was out of... Now, we have to dial... We're in Northern Virginia, and we have to dial the area code, even if it's, you know, a mile away. Yeah, I'm aware of that phenomenon. But you don't have to do that out in the out in the sticks no, where you live, no. right? But I know it's when I for when I visit Philadelphia, I noticed that it's the first time I noticed that probably about ten years ago or so in Philadelphia it was like, What do you mean I can't just dial seven numbers? It's not enough. Same area code. Yeah. Right. Nope, dial the area code for all numbers. Gotta do it. Which means that whatever area code is attached to his address should be attached to that number he wrote down. Otherwise he would have written down the area code. True enough. So in th- in theory we could call that number. I'm gonna call the number. I'm just calling it. That's all there is to it. What do we think it is? I it looks like five seven seven three three seven eight to me. What's the area code for Venice, California? Three one zero. Three one isn't that in Mara? No, that's three zero one. Three one zero. What's the consensus here? Five five seven. Let me see. Maybe it's five. Yeah, five five seven. Brad, I, I don't. Or five, it doesn't seem six, like a seven? five. It goes opposite the five. Maybe five two seven. Oh, maybe five two seven. Or five. Is maybe. it five three seven? No. Five no. two seven. I now see it as I can only see it that way. It's been locked into my mind. Not to say that I'm correct, but that's where I'm stuck. It looks kind of like it could be a six, though. Also. It goes weird there at the bottom, though. It could though. be a little six. I, I, it's a little sixy. Yes. It's six. All right, so it's either 527 or 567? Yeah, and then 3278. Are we, and we say do the we have area a code is 310, right? 310. That's Venice, California. We're sure that it's 3278? Or 3378. All right, I just want to write down the permutations. Or can someone write them down? I'm making the call. Somebody else do some work. I'm doing some reverse phone lookups on some of these possibilities. Okay. Not that that really says anything about anything, but... Now, who should I ask for, though? Smokey? Oh. Jesus Pantano? Walter Sobchak? Donald Sessions Kervabotsalitz? Who should I ask for? Could say. We found the credence. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do it. Try it. Can we, write, can we write down the permutations, though? So I can. I'm going to call this one first, but I need to, someone else to keep track of what numbers I'm calling. All right. Well, tell me which and number you're calling. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just kind of against this. You know, you realize you're going to open your portal to your own real-life Big Lebowski situation here. This it's is just possible. the beginning of a big chain of misunderstandings. All right. It will be a, as the Netflix description is a, says, a gargantuan mess of events. 310 527 
3278. You're lucky it's 7 o'clock their time. Yeah, it's no big deal. And if it's not Lebowski related, then no big deal. I'm dialing. It's ringing. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording well, that's error, easy enough. Of course, they, of course they disconnected. All these Lebowski fans are calling them night and day. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to try another one then? Let's try one more. All right. 310. We're sure about that. Do we think the exchange is right, though? Yes. Or is it sixy? It's too sixy. Or are we just saying it's three two? I'm looking at it. I think it has to be five two seven. But you know, again, just my my take. Let's let's stay with it. Five two seven. Three three seven six. Three one zero five two seven three three seven six. It's ringing. Phone's ringing, dude. Thank you, Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they want to talk to you. Yeah, they don't answer their phone anymore, clearly. All right. 60% of the people called that first number. The other 40% called this number. Not enough to make them disconnect. They just don't answer unless they recognize the caller ID. That's it. That's that's it. Well, we spent a lot of time on this shot. Well, well, that's well, spent, for sure. well spent time, though. I mean, uh, really, I would say that whale is just beautiful. It's a great whale. So there is a, a whole lot more to talk about. Well, there's the number on the value club card, if, if unless we're well, ready to I move on. I just meant in this minute, like we're still stuck. Right, so yeah. we have not the, even. We have We even, need to just and go. We've already been talking for an hour. We may have to like split. Like this could be the first time we spend four hours talking about a single minute. <laughs> well, here let's let's finish it up. We'll have some high quality time because um, we've already talked about HW. Yeah. Add the H. Mm-hmm. Uh, this aggression against Kuwait will not stand. Or this aggression will not stand. This aggression against Kuwait. Yep. I wanted to mention how disgusted the checker was with the dude yes. for writing a check for a 69 cent half and half. But then the look on her face is priceless. And there's this little, like, half realized squint that she gives. She was underutilized, she was great. And I wonder if they shot her for two hours to get that little squint. 
and it could be. But I thought it she was. She can squint on command. She's the best in the Maybe biz. Sp- that's why they got her. That's that's why they got her. That's well, why she, she's here. She chews with her lower jaw too a lot. Well, it gets too tiring to move the upper jaw. It's connected to the rest of your skull. <laughs> yeah. And what about the address on that. the check? Well, the address I looked that up actually. It's um again it should be. I think we talked about maybe we didn't. I don't remember anymore. Time blurs and stands still and goes too fast. The address on the check is what six oh nine something Venezia 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 Avenue. Mm-hmm. As we proceed through this minute, we see the dude sort of meander up to his apartment door through this sort of garden, garden it's, it's like a garden apartment. He's like, kind of like sprinting. He's like skipping his step. He's like, well, he's ready for his Caucasian. Well, he has to meander around the little stone structure, which there's yeah. two little pathways around that weird-ass stone structure. Which Really? You go out of your way to put two pathways around that? That's worth worthy of however much money that costs to make two pathways around well, it? It used to be a bird bath or a fountain or something. Bird so bath. there was more to it before. Yeah. But he doesn't only have half and half. Do you see what else he has? Bowling ball. He's got his bowling ball in his bowling bag, which mm-hmm. means what? Well, it means he stopped there on his way back from bowling, for one. Right. Which may mean that. He was bowling. It could mean that he was bowling and was like, ooh, got to grab the old half and half so I can make a Caucasian and listen to some whale song when I get home. <laughs> got to do that. you know. Or he got the half and half and then went bowling, but that's less likely. Probably even the dude cares no. about the quality of his half and half, so he's not going to let it sit in the car in California for. Right. I mean, the only other op- he, another pop. The only other I think is a more outside possibility is he left the bowling ball in the car. You know, like, it's oh, there from earlier in the day. He's like, oh yeah, I should bring this in. Got to get that in. Right. Time. But even if it was just to run in for a couple of frames, he probably wouldn't leave the half and half out in the car. Yeah. No. Probably not. Since we've already established he's such a connoisseur. Can I just say that this is a beautiful apartment complex for the dude to be living in? Yeah, it is. I mean, they sure, they removed the bowl of the birdbath, but that doesn't make it a crappy apartment complex. Well, we saw we see his landlord later on, right? We see he has trouble paying the rent. We also see the landlord... I guess it doesn't necessarily... Equate to monetary what ha- or fiscal yeah, success. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's a, y- there's yeah. obviously a strange situation here. I, I'm not convinced if it... I, I can't really... I don't know. I don't have much of an opinion on it. Well, if, it's not on the street. That's the thing. His apartment is not on the street. He walks through this sort of ground-level courtyard. Yes, thank you. To reach his door. It's not like he pulls up, parks on the street, and goes inside like at uh, Larry Sellers' house. That, you're parking on the street. That house would have a street address, a la 609 Venezia Ave. But this place, 
it would be more like the apartment complex or whatever this is would have a street address, and then each dwelling within that would have an apartment number. I take issue with that claim. I don't see how you can. I lived in an apartment once, and my apartment number was the street address. My apartment, my apartment, the address was 405C, blah, 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 blah. 405C uh, Aaron Drive. And in that 405, in the complex, there was like a 405 and a 805 and a 407. Like each little, there was like little groups of like four stuff. Hmm. And so each, and so like there would be like, so there was like, yeah, 405, A, B, C, and D or something like that. Oh, it's an actual address. Oh, oh, Fred. you blew it up too quick. It's an actual address. Yeah. Stand by. 609. A smart little residential street just south of Venice Boulevard. <gasps> oh, I see it. Oh, it's got the nice little perspective view, too, in Google Maps. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too nice of a place for him to be living, though, I would just like to say. Yeah, I don't see how the dude, unless he's got, like, maybe he was entangled in some sort of similar gargantuan mess with the landlord, and the landlord has grandfathered him in to some extraordinary rate. I mean, I could see the dude being involved in some sort of crazy situation like that. But yeah, he's like a couple blocks off Venice Beach. How's yeah. he affording his own place? He doesn't have a job. I mean, my aunt's house on Venice Beach, which was like two blocks away, was ridiculously expensive. And a tiny. Yeah, I'm going with the opinion that he is in some special arrangement there. Because the landlord is clearly cowed by him to some degree because he's kind of scared to ask him for the rent. So maybe it was his stint with Metallica that granted him a modicum of fame i think the guy just kind of looks up to him he kind of thinks the dude is so cool like this was a guy the landlord is a guy who was like picked on all through his life and the dude is cool and he's kind of like the dude kind of like is okay with the landlord since he lets him you know live there and all and so he's kind of awestruck by that a little bit but that does nothing for my theory as to how the dude can afford to live in this place well, the guy... You got street view. The guy lets this. him live there. You know you have street view of this. I address. know, I'm street viewing it up right now. Not that... This is like friends syndrome, you know. Right. How do they afford this, like, high-ceilinged, amazing Rent-controlled apartment. apartment. Yeah. yeah. It certainly doesn't look... But it's like one of these big houses, like this vine, red and green vine-covered home, goes back a ways, and he, like, worms his way through the vines to get back there, and there's, I don't know, apartments, little cottages back there. Bungalows. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, bungalow. Wait, wait. I'm waiting. You're look. Wait a minute. Wait, what? 
Is it Venezia Court or Venezia Ave? Venezia Ave. Hmm. I think I might have a match. Were you looking at Court or Ave? We're looking at Ave. Yeah, me too. But I think you're looking, you have to look across the street. To the green ones? There's green ones there? There's like a gate. No, they're they're yellow-ish. Yellow, orange. there's a gate there. Yeah. There's a lot of palm trees. You can't see what's back there. Oh, I see. There is a gate there. I see what you're saying. But it's the same, it's a similar kind of setup, maybe. Maybe. It it could be. And there's a little stone statue beyond the palm tree, if you look there. I think they but actually filmed here. is there a stone statue here. in this? There's no stone statue in where the dude goes. Well, the yeah. bird bath, There's I bird saying. baths, but that has an actual statue. But, you know, it's changed in right, 22 in the... years or whatever it's been. Maybe they had to take times. the statue down for camera equipment or something. Yeah, it just didn't fit. And it was like, yeah, it was dominated too much of the frame or something. Like oh, it's a good shot, but all I'm looking at is that damn statue. I mean, I don't, but yeah, I don't know, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it doesn't quite match. It's a similar style. See, I can't see. Well, it does kind of though, because there's no street beyond it. There's Venice Boulevard, but it doesn't attach, you know. Yeah. So the dress for this complex would be, blah blah blah, Venezia Avenue. So it does kind of match. I can buy it. It matches enough for me to buy it. But again, that's a pretty swank. I bet there's a house for sale in this neighborhood that we could look up and see what it goes for. So again, there must be some sort of arrangement between the dude and the landlord. There's no way he affords it. Even a studio apartment. This close to the beach, Venice Beach, Psh, out of control. And there is a Ralph's not too far from there. It's right, right. You go down Venice and turn left on whatever that is. Lincoln. Pacific. Oh, oh Lincoln. Lincoln? Oh, yeah, Pacific Coast Highway. Pa- yeah, Pacific Coast. But it's Lincoln to the, if you turn left on it. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Interesting. And now we're inside the apartment because mm-hmm. we just got to finish out this minute for Pete's sake. Yeah. So we're inside the apartment now and he enters. The dude enters. Tumbleweeds. Still going. Still going. Just finishing. It was, it was kind of, you know, while the, while the stranger talks was kind of the background. Ralph's, you didn't really know it's there, but it's there. Finishing up. Here's the tumbleweed finally getting home. Just jauntily to... walking up the steps, unlocks the door, comes in. It's dark. <laughs> turns on the light. Oh no! Scary looking There's guys a... behind him. Woo's back there. Woo. There. He later discovers his name. Then all of a sudden, bam! Jacob from Lost grabs him, runs him into the bathroom, smashes a hole in the door frame. <laughs> Like breaks the door frame to pieces if you watch. On the right. Well, I think that's the smashes I mean, the only way you see that. that. I remember seeing that before. The I think, bowling well, that ball the hits bowling it. Ball. Yeah. And smashes it. 
There he goes, bowling ball, smash, and half and half everywhere, all over the... Now, why is the half and half everywhere? It was open! Because it was open! Ah! See, it all because comes of together. his diligence. It all comes together. He wanted the best half and half. He opened it, he smelled it, he tasted it, and now it's in the toilet and on the wall, and if he wants a Caucasian after this incident is done with he's gonna have to go back to ralph's and write another check i don't think he can return that one now no and you know this fella this handsome blonde muscular fella's shoving his face down in the toilet there's mold on the bottom of the like moldy stuff on the bottom of the toilet seat which We'll address later, but it was up. Yes. Which is why he's able to so easily shove his head in there. But he has, like, brown, like, scummy stuff. It's a good it's bit of... Missing one of the little stand, plastic stands, too. And the did spacers. they remove that? You know, did somebody get their, their Gerber out and pry that up? Okay, we need to make this more run down. Pry off one of those little rubber feet. Well, don't they have... Isn't that just, you know... Don't they just call out for that stuff? Like... All right. Old you know, in Hollywood, seat. there are people who, like, professionally distress stuff, right? It's like, this has to be distressed. Sure. Here's six now, different ones. Which one do you like best? Oh, this one. If you look at that toilet seat, though, I don't see on the other side of the seat a place for that foot. In other words, it looks like there should be only four of the feet. That's like an extra missing foot. Oh, it's not a... Oh, that's... You know what that is? I finally got to the frame you guys are talking about. I don't think that's a missing piece. That's like a... Uh, it's like a little, like, foil sticker that says, like, you know, United uh, Toilet Seat Company Seal of Approval. Okay. Right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. What? Oh, I see. It's like an air freshener. I was going to say, what is on top of the toilet? Because in this, it's kind of hard to say, but I see now. Yep. And he, and I assume that's a plunger and a brush sitting there. It looks like two brushes to me. It does look like two brushes, but why would he have two? Cause the Maybe one... one's for the inside and one's for the top of the seat or something? Who knows? Right? Why would, why would anyone have two brushes? There could be a multitude of reasons. Sometimes there's a brush. Sometimes there's a brush. Well, I think the white one that he has probably got dirty, right? You use that for a while. That stuff becomes this gross, right? It's like, I need a new one. Got a new one. He didn't throw the old one out. He didn't get that far yet. Well, you have to, like, pick it up, track it through your whole house, yeah. put it in the garbage. Like, my garbage is full. I can't have it sitting on top of the garbage. I'll wait till the garbage is empty, and I'll put it on the bottom. But then it's never the right time. The dude just doesn't look like someone that would really do that throw one of those out ever even if he got no a new because one. maybe there's an especially messy time that he might need that old one for maybe he had the blue one was from his he maybe used to live somewhere else had the blue one when he moved brought it with him there was already one there okay now he has two good sweet double he has backup <laughs> we want that money lebowski bunny says you're good for it Bunny says you're good for it. 
That's it. That's the end of the minute by my account. Bunny says you're good for it is the closeout line. And I, I paused it, and it's a great shot where this blonde-haired fella is pulling him. Oh, yes, I am still there. Google Hangout. He's pulling him up out of there, and there's just this cascade, these several cascades of water drops frozen in time. It's actually quite a beautiful frame. And, of course, there's no cover on the bare light bulb illuminating the bathroom. And he left the bathroom light on. Not eco-friendly, the dude. Although, it was pitch black when he entered the apartment. So you'd think that would have shed some light into the... Shouldn't have been Unless the door was closed. Did did this dude's ram the door open, maybe? I'd have to rewatch to to, to verify. No, I I think it was... uh, You could see the bathroom as he was propelling him towards it. I'm rewinding. No, it's on in there. So either that's an oversight in. or Broom just a limitation of the film camera. Well, I think it's an oversight. I Plus mean, granted, the, entire... the film camera wouldn't catch well, that light bulb, but it's, uh, yeah. It's a continuity error, yeah, if you it's... ask me. Unless his switch it is, but it's turns one on, you... I think... turns on everything. Not maybe likely. he has it wired to turn on everything. Yeah, or maybe that's just how the apartment I works. Mean, cause it's... Not too likely. And and Wu's just standing there. Is he supposed to hang back? You know, Wu, just hang back, man. Watch how it's done. Your job's just to piss on the rug. Because he's right by the door. You'd think he would have struck first. I think he's sort of like an apprentice. Perhaps. Or maybe he's the mentor watching how the blonde guy does. Well, he just hangs back because he's not seen. He has no reason to move yet. No reason to move. He's like the backup guy. Like the other guy kind of comes on from the side, you know, as soon as the lights are on. Well, no, I guess not. Lights turn on. He stops. Huh? Wait a minute. Yeah, and the light's on in the bathroom. Whatever the, the, interstitial just, space is between the bathroom and the rest of his house, I'm guessing maybe a kitchen. Oh, don't you hate it when the bathroom is right off the kitchen? I don't know if we ever see the dude's kitchen. I don't think so. Yeah, well, it's not illuminated, whatever that space is there. Or I guess he has a bedroom. So what does he have? He does have a bedroom. So probably off that little hallway. It's probably a bedroom. And he's got the, the ubiquitous multicolored twisty lamp. Also, and you can see the bar as the bowling ball is smashing the doorway. You can see his bar. He's got at least two bottles of Kahlua there. So one's in use and a backup on deck and some vodka. So we'll call that a wash for continuity. Yep. Well... Shazam! They got the address, 609 on both places. September 11th was when H.W. was talking about aggression, even though it wasn't that clip. Yet, the bathroom light. We must believe it. They got the blue whale. Turns it all on at once. And we got a blue whale! And we got the dude's commitment to excellent 
ingredients for Caucasians. Nothing but the best. The half and half butlers would use. The fancy butlers. Alrighty, I think it's time to beep this. To boot the poop deck. Poop deck. Poop deck. It's time to poop deck. It is time. So, I would like to thank our marine biologist and address futurist historian for joining us, Leslie. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much, Leslie. I have to say, this is definitely the best episode we've done to date. I mean, we just didn't... We didn't even want to stop. No. Well, we had to kind of rush through the end. We spent an hour on the checkbook. But it was was, was (laughs) gold. It was all gold. And I think it's all thanks to this dynamic here of having a special guest. Our special guest. I I didn't even start talking about the fact that she had a television at the cash register. Whatever you said. (laughs) She... We didn't talk about the fact that the checker had a television at the checkout aisle. She's just watching TV. Yeah, must be nice. Right. Who gets to do that? (laughs) It was fun. Thanks, guys, for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Join us again, won't you? Sure. All right, Bradley. All right, Adam. We are out, my friend. It's over. Another fine episode. Another fine poop deck. Poop deck. Click. Click. Beep. Next time on Gutter Balls. Oh, no, don't do that. Not on the rug, man. Because he certainly didn't buy this rug new. Yes, I agree. See? See what happens, Lebowski? Awesome.